day 93. It took a while for Karamatsu to register that the swaying sensation wasn't because his head was spinning, but rather because he was being shaken by a hand on his upper arm. He opened his eyes and attempted to focus. Matsuri's face was level with his, and she wore a stern expression. Sit up, she said. I brought something for you to drink. Karamatsu placed his palms against the bed and slowly pushed himself upright. For a moment, his vision went completely black, but it returned in short order. Ah, he was tired. He was so overwhelmingly tired. He couldn't remember ever being so exhausted before in his life. His body desperately opposed movement of any kind. It was almost too troublesome even to breathe. For a while he had been fine. Once his hunger had subsided, it left in its wake an exceptionally clear mind and a restless kind of energy. But the feeling hadn't lasted long, and a few days later, his overall health had taken a particularly graceless dive. But it was okay. Karamatsu hadn't expected to feel well after consuming nothing but water for almost two weeks. The headaches, pains and fatigue were nothing compared to what he had inadvertently put himself through when he discarded the medicine he'd been taking. The challenge now was in keeping himself well hydrated. The bathroom sink provided ready access to all the water Karamatsu could possibly need, but getting there was another story. On more than one occasion, he had briefly lost consciousness after attempting to stand too quickly, and even when he used both of the crutches to steady himself, he didn't always have the coordination to cross the room without incident. Here. Matsuri held forward a tall glass filled to the brim with cool, clear water. Karamatsu accepted the glass, raised it to his mouth, and paused to test the scent of the water. It had a faintly sweet aroma. You mixed it with juice, didn't you? he accused. Matsuri's lips thinned into a straight line. Karamatsu lowered the glass and placed it on the bedside table. You would just have to go through the trouble of refilling one of the handful of empty plastic bottles that had accumulated around the bed. He doubted it would have too much of an effect to take in such a tiny amount of sugar, but he wasn't going to give Matsuri the satisfaction of thinking she'd won even the smallest of battles. It's just the tiniest bit of white cranberry juice. Matsuri said, gesturing to the neglected glass as Karamatsu took a bottle in one hand and a crutch in the other and carefully heaved himself to his feet. The juice itself is mostly water in the first place, anyway. Karamatsu, his vision swimming and filled with spots of light, made his slow way towards the bathroom as Matsuri continued, her tone taking on an edge. How much longer are you planning to keep this up? You're just making yourself suffer for no reason. Matsuri's voice turned watery as a dark shroud covered Karamatsu's sight. And in the next moment, he was on the floor, his crutch pinned uncomfortably under him and the empty bottle lying just out of reach. Each of his senses was dull and bleary. He couldn't will himself to focus on anything. Can you hear me, Karamatsukun? Are you okay? Karamatsu groaned, attempted to push himself upright, and ultimately gave up and settled for rolling off of the crutch. He was just so tired. Matsuri moved to help him sit up. You see, you're not in a condition where your body can handle fasting like this. It's not even fasting at this point. You're starving. If you keep this up... I'll die, Karamatsu supplied, his voice faint but resolved. I'll die, and that'll be the end of our relationship. Matsuri frowned. What? I won't haunt you. I won't curse you. I'll just quietly disappear. When a bond comes, I'll spend the whole time visiting my brothers. Those brothers that you've tried so hard to keep me from seeing. I'll never think about you again. Not even when I'm reborn. Matsuri's features darkened, and she narrowed her eyes. I won't ever let you leave my side, she said, cold. Not after everything I've done for you, after everything I've gone through to do so much for you. You listen to me, Karamatsu. I'll give you one more week to stop acting like a spoiled child. If you can't manage that, I'll do whatever I must to force your hand. 
even if it means dating my own with one of those brothers you love so much. Karamatsu gave a weak, scornful laugh. <laughs> so she finally shows her true colours. In lieu of a reply, he received the sharp bite of a hand against the side of his face. Matsuri stood. Maybe if I'd been a little more rough with you from the beginning, you'd appreciate my kindness more. Karamatsu held a hand to his stinging cheek and watched, his brow furrowed, as Matsuri's back disappeared into the doorway. He felt his crutch and began the slow, shaky process of hauling himself to his feet. Part way up, he stopped and fell back onto his heels. One week. He didn't dare take Matsuri's words as a bluff. Who would, knowing everything that he did about her? The question wasn't if she would hurt them, but how? Karamatsu swallowed thickly. One week, and she would have every excuse to act on that hatred that she had harboured for his brothers for so long. One week, and he would be putting his precious family in jeopardy just by being alive. Maybe this had been a mistake, like so many of his other decisions since first laying eyes on Matsuri back in high school. He could give in, he supposed, and let her have her victory. He could always hope for more favourable winds to blow in the future, but the ache in his cheek was an ominous premonition of just what sort of future he had to look forward to. Perhaps it was still too soon to surrender, though. After all, he took in a breath deep enough to fill his lungs, turned his face to the ceiling, and clenched his hands loosely in his lap. The only thing he had to do to win this shitty game was stop her from getting what she wanted.